following presentation takes place 20 minutes into the future, which is slightly comforting in that the world will still turn, and slightly unnerving for our narrator as he is unaware of what will take place 20 minutes from now. And now, a word from the management. Stop being afraid. You know, for every man, woman, and child, the idea of the future varies. Ideally, what we once pictured as a world of possibilities with flying cars and robots has realistically given way to uncertainty and the unknown, proving still that people fear what they don't fully understand. And who can understand it anymore? I mean, look at yourself for example. How could you dare believe in a world of flying cars if you can't even see yourself that high up? Robots? Almost. You see, society has reinforced itself now in its inadequacies so securely that it's terrified of even stepping out of its own comfort zone. It's just a different kind of programming. And besides, we have zombies for that. I'm your host, the infamous Rod Buddha, and this is The Midnight Show. It's a popular statement that suggests that it's always darkest just before dawn. What many forget is that at midnight, it's already a brand new day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of The Midnight Show. Uh, I know in past episodes you've heard the roadshow horror stories and craziest cast of characters that I've ever met along the way to get to this point. This is the flip side to that. Uh, recorded and broadcast from you know an undisclosed location provided by the new home of Non-Sequitur Vision, uh, the estate of Ink Westlake. And believe me, we're definitely going to be speaking more on that in future episodes. Ooh, it's, it's been a real head rush to get to this point. But now that we've gotten all the niceties out of the way, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey. <clears throat> Folks, coming into the studio right now, our resident barfly, advisor of the street, and who we refer to as Mr. Old School, uh, ladies and gentlemen, meet Mr. Guy. Oh, yeah, what's up, y'all? <laughs> Mr. Guy, pimp superfly here. And just because I'm old school, don't make me old testament. Now, hey man, I heard you coming up in here, and you were talking about the future. Well, I say the future is what you make of it. Uh, it ain't laying down and accepting what is. Is, is now, because you were ignorant to what is was then. Now, you marinate on that for a minute. So, okay. <laughs> uh, Alright, um, so, so tell me, guy, uh, what do you really think uh, of the future? It's trifling. That's what it is. Uh, just yesterday, I came across three girls flaunting hard out there and walked just past the studio here. Like they knew, like they knew what was coming. Like they could tell you what the future was. All three of them. 
cold black skinny as a rail, and they all have these bleach blonde wigs on. I mean, down to the ass. Now, I had a rubber band in my hand. I told my boy who was with me, I could take that rubber band and wrap them all up and call them a pack of black and mouth. <laughs> Yeah, man, all I'm saying is, is that you don't need all that overboard to validate who you are. Yeah, I tell them quick. You know, when you come up in this house, you can relax your wigs and your wigs. Because we like for your carpet to match your drapes. You know, you dig. <laughs> I'm just okay. telling people what that's, they need to know. That's a, that's a whole other episode in and of itself, okay? But I, but I, I understand. Okay. Moving on, uh, let's let's get let's talk about the future. Game changer. What we talk about tomorrow today? Uh, I see James Cameron, uh, Mr. Blockbuster Laureate, and of course the man that Michael Bay most likely wants to be. If you've ever seen his movies, man, Michael Bay movies are long. Uh, yeah, but watch the Transformers, man. You got to watch them things and shit. <laughs> and Cameron is adamant about realizing his dream of producing a prototype for a new holographic television known as 4D TV. Uh, he hopes to have the prototype produced by the end of 2015. This is a device that projects HD quality images without the need for a screen which means that instead of having to look one particular direction, all you gotta do is just sit down and literally have whatever television show or movie broadcast, it takes place around you. It's gonna be a full surround thing. I'm just wondering if people are gonna be ready for that. Oh, oh hell no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. That, no, that wouldn't work, wouldn't work at all. No, well, how do you figure that? You think about that a minute. I couldn't watch Aliens in my house. You have them things dumping around all off the walls in the house. Now, Negroes, we are leaving. Now, see, that's the response that you would get any Saturday night. You put something like that up in my place. Yeah. But seriously, think, the, the exorcist, uh, forget it. Yeah, no, my, my, my grandma is already Father Karras in the house. So I ain't trying to have another one. No, 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 no. Mama had my house all shot <laughs> Okay, on, on a related note, uh, the Oculus Rift. Wait, 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 wait. How do you say it? Octopus? Octagon? No, no. Oculus. Octa whatever. Sound like something penicillin well, can't treat. Oculus Rift, the virtual reality wonder machine that Facebook paid $2 billion for the tech rights alone, is back in the news. Now, the, the glitches in the system have been worked out. This system promises to revolutionize gameplay in particular and the way that you know we'll see the world in general i, I mean imagine imagine sitting courtside you know at, at a heat game or walking the streets of rome without ever leaving home that right there that's that's a marvel in and of itself wait oh hold on now now you're saying that by putting this thing on i can live in the fantasy easy as opposed to building up the means to experience the real thing that's one way of looking at it. Okay, anything worth having don't come easy. I, I mean, these things may be the game changer by way of perception, but without the experience, it don't mean nothing. If you gonna have it, go get it. So, what are you saying? People, people shouldn't be able to use this to expand their horizons or, you know, broaden their imagination? Well, a book can do the same thing. Most kids look at a book now and wonder where you plug it in. <laughs> the, the proof is in the well, title Virtual uh, Which would you prefer? Being told that you can do something Or knowing that you can do something uh, Look at me 
I don't even have to ask for sugar because I already know I'm sweet enough. What? Uh, you let that oh, man right, sit on right. your mind. I'm stepping down to the bar and getting a drink. Mr. Guy, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Guy. <laughs> now, see, I need to be on more often. You can just sit back and watch me saute. <laughs> man, I'm going to tell you, Guy, there's a character right there. We will definitely be hearing more from him uh, in future episodes. Oh. And now, Shotgun Messenger. Okay, and we do have just enough time to get into Shotgun Messenger, uh, where we, this is our segment, where we answer listener emails and decide whether or not to give it both barrels. Uh, the first one tonight comes from Octavio of El Paso. And I have to give a side thank you, uh, as this email actually helped spark some of the opening editorial of this episode tonight. Uh, he writes, Dear Midnight Show, as an engineering major at the University of Texas, uh, my college mates and I have conversations about the future all the time, whether socio-political, economic, and so on. The questions we seem to have the most fun with are actually the simplest questions to ask. And here's one. Do you think we'll have flying cars in our lifetime and the impact that it could have? Well, it's a nice idea. I know that they're getting closer and closer to that mark, you know, every day now. I know the Italian air show uh, about a year or so ago, they managed to get a car off the ground for almost a minute. Uh, they use by using hovercraft technology and applying it to cars we have today. But if you're thinking we're going to have fifth element taxi cabs or, you know, Blade Runner spinners or anything like that, I would have to say no. Um, not that it's not achievable because, you know, eventually they're going to achieve this milestone. But I believe that it's going to take it's going to take a generation, maybe two uh because even once you create the technology, then you have to turn around and you have to make sure people are acclimated towards the technology. Uh, you can't just take someone who has driven a car all their life, now put them behind the wheel of, you know, uh, of a nice car that can do zero to 60 in the upper atmosphere. I just you're not going to be able to do it now, even as a parent, if you think it's cringeworthy now to put your child behind the wheel of a car to to, you know, let them get some practice time in for their driver's test. Now try to imagine, oh, say 2040, 2050, and kids are not only going for their driver's license, but they're also going for their pilot's license. So it's already enough to, you know, tell people to obey the rules of the road. Now you have to keep your eye to the sky because you can only imagine what that's like just to, you know, to watch George Jetson style buzzing back and forth above your heads while you're stuck in rush hour traffic and you can't rule out the idea that somebody might try to do a kamikaze just for fun i personally can't see it but uh it's a fun question nonetheless so octavio thank you for sending that in okay and we have time for one more uh email here on shotgun messenger uh and this is a good one uh this is coming from silas out in los angeles county who writes Dear Midnight Show, it seems today no one can remember phone numbers, emails, people's names, can't even remember how to get any place without Google Maps. With that said, with all of the cataloging of our lives into the cloud of social media, whether pictures, writing, video, audio, 
at what point will we have to pay to get our memories back? Now, I don't know about you, but that's a damn good question. I, I recall, for those of you who recall at one point, Facebook tried this thing for their five-year anniversary. They put together a composite video uh, for, you know, your life in pictures and comments for five years. I don't know if they had, did they have any video for that? No, no. But it was a little composite video where, I have to admit, I actually saw mine and I was really surprised at the fact that a lot of the, you know, some of the comments that were up there, it's like, I have no recollection of even making the statements, but I did. And there you go. Now, when you think about it, most people's lives are lived through social media, whether it's Tumblr, whether it's through a YouTube account or Facebook or Twitter, what have you. At some point in time, it's it's a good. That's actually a, a really good, uh, it's a good assumption to think that half of your life is going out there into the digital age. You know, Facebook alone is the most popular repository of you know digital information anywhere on this planet. And what makes it such a great search engine is the fact that we volunteer it. We volunteer our information. We volunteer our, you know, our best moments and our worst moments. You know, we volunteer our lives into this thing just to get a reaction from, you know, from friends and family uh, and what have you. Now, when you go back, take a look at Facebook now. You know, most comments or posts that you make, the posts alone, only less than 7% of your friends list will even see what you put up there. Oh, but of course, Facebook will remember every single thing that you've said, every single picture you've posted, all of your audio, all of your video, you know, and they save this for posterity. So just imagine when you turn, turn 60, 70, 80 years old and you finally reach retirement age. Can you imagine somebody knocking on your door later on down the road and telling you it's like, uh, good afternoon, I'm from such and such company, uh, just to let you know that now that you've reached this point in your life, we want to know if maybe you'd like to uh, to have have back some of these memories that, uh, that you've put out into the social spectrum. We remembered it for you wholesale. I would not be surprised at some point in time if somebody ever comes back and makes that suggestion. So that's a real good question. For um, Silas, thank you. For anybody else that wants to uh, to chime in for Shotgun Messenger uh, or to just send send your love, send your hate mail, what have you, send it to the address on MidnightShowRadio.com. And of course, hey, I'm your host, the infamous Rod Buddha, uh, a.k.a. the Midnight Man, and I'll be here to take it. Uh, and no matter what it is, we will read it right here on the show. So, you know, again... It's good to note because, you know, the future is what you make of it. <laughs> God, man, I'm going to tell you, God nailed it right off the bat, didn't he? He nailed it. And, you know, he's right. The future is what you make of it. More importantly, the future depends on what you make of yourself. You know, I said before in a previous episode that it begins and ends with you. And there are many different ways of looking at that. Where it relates to future game changing, it begins by asking and answering a very simple and very direct question to yourself. 
What pain are you willing to endure and appreciate? In today's age of the media conscious image, pay close attention to what's going on around you. Everybody wants to be a game changer in some way, shape, or form. And it's usually the same things, uh, to be popular, well-respected, admired, uh, to maybe own your own business, or to look good, to have an incredible relationship, to be independently wealthy. Everyone would like that, and it's easy to like that. So, if someone were to ask you what you want out of life, more than likely, the things I just mentioned would be among the first things out of your mouth. Now, with that said, you've now got to face that question you may or may not always give much thought to. Take this for an example. Everyone wants to be rich, sure, but without the risk of setback and sacrifice that usually comes with building such a wealth. You know, delayed gratification doesn't mean much when people are constantly bombarded with fast, easy, and now. People are more accustomed to putting more faith in a lump sum than meager makings. And you don't believe me? Next time you go to a convenience store or maybe you go by the local sweepstakes, check out the counter and that small steady crowd that tells you you can't win if you don't play. So that's something for you to keep in mind. Yeah, the road to that incredible relationship, that might first be met by the awkward silences, the misunderstandings, emotional turbulence, and that's just before getting there. Yeah, everybody wants what grandma and granddaddy had. Yeah, but not everybody's of the mind to actually be able to go through the pain that it takes to get there. You know, it's the sour to appreciate the sweet. Wanting your own business, I, that's great. But just like with money, they want it without the risk of failure. The business end of endless paperwork, the 60 plus hour work weeks, the long commutes, the investment planning, the setbacks. And let's be real, you can talk about Kanye's get right for the summer workout all you want, but if you can't appreciate the pain, the sacrifice of time and energy, and the discipline that it takes to go into these things, man, those words become about as empty as that 10-piece bucket that's sitting in your hand or sitting on the table nearby. Now, what's the point of all this? It's real easy. The, if positives are a side effect of handling the negatives, then you have to face the absolute truth. Happiness requires struggle to appreciate it. Because in order to enjoy the benefits of something in life, you must also want the cost that's paid to get there. Now, you can go out here all day and listen to some of these folks tell you, you know, what's wrong with your child? You got to want it enough. Hell, everybody wants something and everybody wants something enough. They just aren't all aware of what it is that they truly want or rather what they want enough of. Because if you find yourself wanting something month after month, year after year, and absolutely nothing happens, pay attention now, then maybe what you want is a fantasy, an idealization, a false promise, or maybe what you want isn't what you want. You just enjoy wanting, or you never intended to have it, or you can't stop sabotaging yourself. So the point is, switch your thinking. What pain are you willing to endure and appreciate? Investing in the answer will get you somewhere. It's the question that will change your life. And once you make that change, that's game. And that, <laughs> that's also our show for tonight. Uh, I've been your host, the infamous Rod Buddha, a.k.a. The Midnight Man. 
And please stay tuned to the next episode of The Midnight Show, where at midnight, it's already a brand new day. Have a good night, folks. the future well another show down uh, looks like I'll, I'll oh god that drink after all and he was dead on it he what the hell is that no 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 why why damn it how do they keep fighting Get up there, son of a bitch. Take your price on my bottom. Come on now. Take him for the window. Come on, on them back there. Take him by the window. I swear these guys are going to be up to Take their ass. Take him by the window. Pants. In window panes.